Hello and welcome to the podcast, English for Life in the UK. This podcast is for those people who want to improve their English by listening to a range of native English speakers talking in an everyday way about a range of subjects. Today, we're going to talk about soap operas, also often just called soaps. These are dramas on television or radio, and they cover everyday life and relationships. There are many of them in the UK. Today, I interviewed Holly, who works on one of the popular soaps in England. Well, I'm delighted to say I'm joined by Holly. Um, Holly, tell us a bit about yourself. Hi. Um, yeah, it's really nice to be here. So I, I work on a, a soap, basically, a British soap for television. I've done it for just over two years. That's great. Tell me, what, what do we mean by a soap? What, how, would you do, how would you explain to somebody from another country what a soap is? Um, well, it's it can be TV or radio, but basically it's it's a drama, and it's normally set in like one fairly small location, so usually a street or a village, and it just focuses on on the lives of the ordinary people who who live there, which obviously means they have pretty big pretty big casts. Um, and lots of stories going on at any one time, and they they can run and run for years. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, dramas about everyday life, I, I, I guess we could say, couldn't we? And um, as you say, I mean, oft, often some of them are on two or three times a week, aren't they? And have been going for years. Yeah, two or three times at least, really. Um, yeah. Most of them are on every every weekday. So tell us about some of the most popular ones in the UK. Um, well, I suppose, well, I don't know about viewing figures, but um, in terms of the ones that people think of, I think Coronation Street is probably the main one. That's That's been going the longest. So that started on TV in 1960, which is pretty impressive when you think about it. Um, so yeah, there's that. There's EastEnders is another another very famous one. Um, not sure how long that's been going, but quite a while. But there's there's loads of different there's loads of different soaps, and they all kind of appeal to different people, I think. So you've got something like Hollyoaks as well, which is a bit newer and is aimed at possibly slightly younger people. And you've got things like Doctors or Holby City, which which focus on hospitals so medical soaps as well so yeah there's all sorts yeah and so um the two you mentioned there particularly coronation street is set in manchester isn't it which is not all that far from where we are when we're recording this yeah um 
and EastEnders is set in London, the East End of London, which is where the, where the name comes from. So what do you actually do then, Holly? What's your job in relation to the soaps and which soaps do you work on particularly? Um, so I'm a storyliner. I work on Hollyoaks at the moment. Um, and basically, there's, there's a team of sort of between five and eight of us maybe at any one time. And it's our job to plot out these the story of every single episode essentially uh not not write the script but yeah plot the story and then that goes to the writers and the writers write the scripts so um give me some examples of storylines i know you won't be allowed to tell us ones that are still to come but um <laughs> just give me a, a give us the listeners a flavor of the of the kind of stories that might happen in a in a soap opera uh, well, there's there's a great variety, I think, is what's really, really great about soaps, is um, they can kind of cover all sorts of different tones. So I suppose soaps are maybe best at more grounded kind of domestic stories that look at things like relationships. So um, affairs are quite common in soaps. And then I think Maybe the most famous relationship story on a soap, one of the most famous, was probably between um, Den and Angie on EastEnders. That was in the 1980s. And uh, it was a huge thing at the time. Millions and millions of people tuned in on Christmas Day when um, Den handed her divorce papers on Christmas. That's, that's a very famous moment. Um, but then they're also very good at dealing with more kind of issue-based stories um so things like mental health stories are usually tackled very well by soaps um depression eating disorders that kind of thing or things that are that are relevant to to what's happening now so Hollyoaks have just finished a story about um county lines drug dealing and how how kids can be groomed into that so there's that kind of thing but then also, as well as that more those more sort of realistic types of stories, soaps also aren't afraid to to go into quite um, heightened territory. So the kind of story that you wouldn't necessarily expect your everyday person to experience. Um, so serial killers, most soaps have had a serial killer or two. Um, and also most soaps try and pull off like a big... A stunt every year so um a famous one for example would be coronation street had a, a tram crash in 2010 for the 50th anniversary so yeah all all sorts as i say there's a huge variety of tones because because there's just so much time to tell all these different stories yeah that's really interesting so would you say, you, you kind of touched on it there a bit, would you say that soaps, do they follow what's going on in society in real life? Do they reflect that or do they to some extent even influence it, do you think? Yeah, I think, I think they certainly have a responsibility to, to try and reflect society where, where it's possible and to tell stories that are relevant because obviously by their nature they're they're meant to be about normal people living in the present day. So 
yeah, I think they do have a bit of a responsibility to tell that kind of story. Um, so things things like, as I say, Hollyoaks had the, the county lines drug dealing. They also had one of its best love characters quite recently being drawn into far-right extremism, which isn't the kind of story I don't think that any soaps would have told maybe a decade ago. But it's, it, so it suddenly started to feel incredibly relevant. And I think it is important to reflect that. Um, yeah, certainly my reflection would be that over time, I've seen the way in which, first of all, they've reflected changes. So, for example, uh, they've had gay characters come into them. They've had a much more multiracial, multiethnic cast and, and storylines that relate to race and racism, as you say, for, for example, the far right racism and things of that sort. I suppose I I think that maybe by reflecting some of those things, they also then help people to um, come to terms with the fact that society does change and is changing, and and maybe they have a positive influence in in that way. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure they they must to an extent because I suppose it's it's probably a big ask for any TV show to to set out to try and change society. But as you say, soaps, they, they are quite ahead of their ahead of other TV shows in that regard, I think, in terms of they're always looking for the next big what the thing that will become relevant as well as what is relevant at any one time. So as you say, uh gay issues, especially I think soaps were way ahead of any other TV shows in that regard. And, yeah, hopefully because they do have such massive audiences, or certainly did, um, hope, hopefully that would sort of normalise that kind of thing. So I think the, I, I think it's EastEnders that had the first gay kiss on a soap, and it had a huge amount of backlash initially. And then the second time, there was much, much less because, yeah, because it's it's just about normalising that kind of thing to an audience who might not otherwise see it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, why do you think they're so popular? Because they are really popular, aren't they? They get um, those ones that you've mentioned um, get get huge audiences on a very regular basis. Why do you think that is? Yeah, they do. Um, I think I think of a variety of reasons. I suppose one of the one of the big reasons is that they're all they're designed to keep you watching. So every episode of every soap always ends on a massive cliffhanger that's designed to make you go, oh, I want to watch the next one straight away. Um, that's, that's probably a big factor. But I think, I think the main reason is that because soaps go on for years and years, you really get to know those characters more than with any other type of TV show, I think. So, like, there, there are characters on soaps who started as children and you can watch them grow up over the years, which I think is amazing. And you come to really care about and invest in those characters and just enjoy spending time with them, which I guess is can be quite comforting and maybe there's an element of, of familiarity but also escapism in, in spending time with those characters who you've come to really love. Yeah, thanks for that. Um, 
what about the quality of soap operas? I would say that generally people often sort of look down on them and think of them as sort of kind of lesser quality TV programmes. And yet actually um, some very good actors and actresses have been in soap. Some good writers have started. You may be one of those in a soap <laughs> and then gone on to other things. So what's your what's your reflection on that? Um, well, you're, you're right. They are they are definitely um, definitely looked down upon a bit, I think, by people who who don't actually watch them. Because it's easy to dismiss something that um, I suppose that is just popular in a way. There's always going to be an element of it's mainstream, so therefore it's maybe not actually very good. But um, yeah, I think they're they're excellent training grounds, first of all, for for writers and actors who go on to do much bigger and better things. Um, by their nature, they are able to do things that other TV shows just aren't really doing. So, telling yeah. those types of stories that are that are relevant to today, like like the far right extremism one, or really really fleshing out and developing characters over decades, I think that's mm-hmm. incredible. Yeah. So an exam an example of an actor who started in a soap is Sarah Lancashire. She started in coronation street i'm not entirely sure when but she was she was big in coronation street for a long time and has since gone on to be in happy valley which is uh, a british police drama which hugely popular and really really good it's written by sally wainwright who also i think started by writing on coronation street so yeah yeah i think i think that's right yeah, and and both of those I think have won awards, haven't they? Um, at a you know a, a very high level for yeah. um, for for writing dramas and and for performing in dramas as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I had a question. Uh, I had a question for you. Yeah, go on. Just just what made you want to do a podcast about um, soap opera? I suppose. Well, what we try to do in our podcast is to we're trying to help people to improve their English, but that we're also at the same time hoping to help them to learn more about life in this country because a number of our listeners are people who are seeking asylum or have become refugees in this country. Uh, we also have a number of listeners in other parts of the world who may be interested in coming to the UK at some stage. So we want them to learn something about uh, life in this country and <clears throat> I think soap operas are a good reflection it's it's what you've said um, it, that you know I think they are quite good for reflecting society I think somebody learning English would probably struggle with just dipping into an individual episode of a soap to to understand what was happening but I do think if they listened if they chose one that they were interested in they would um, over a period of time, probably it would probably help them to learn to learn English. Although a lot of them, of course, do have a lot of uh, a lot of local accents used, um, a lot of um, common terminology that which but wouldn't be part of formal learning of a language. Um, but again, that that can I think be quite useful for for people. So, 
yeah. Hope, hope, hopefully, it's 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 something that would interest people. And of course, the other thing I think we should say is I think most countries in the world have the equivalent of soap operas um, on their television stations. So many people from other parts of the world will be will be familiar with the idea, although quite what they'll call them. Um, they won't call them a soap, but they'll have a they'll have a, an equivalence in in their country in the, on their TV. Yes, yeah, I'm sure that's true. Um, yeah. Listen, listen, Holly, thank you very much indeed. Very helpful of you to join us, and good to be talking to somebody who's actually working on uh, soaps on a daily basis. And we wish you all the best for the future. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's very nice. Language support. This is the part of the podcast where I choose some words or phrases from the episode and explain them. So today I've picked out four words which related in some way to this episode. So early on, Holly talked about the fact that there had been a backlash against a particular storyline in one of the soaps. So a backlash is a strong negative reaction to something. Later she talked about episodes which are a stunt or include stunts. So a stunt is an unusual extreme or difficult performance or storyline. She was talking about how there would be a very dramatic crash, for example, in a soap opera. There is also the phrase a stunt actor. A stunt actor is somebody who takes the place of the main actor when doing something dangerous that could lead to an accident of some kind. Holly talked about the fact that many soaps will end each episode with what she called a cliffhanger. Now, a cliffhanger in this case is an ending to an episode or the part of a drama which is full of suspense and uncertainty. So you don't know what's going to happen. And the idea is that that encourages you then to watch the next episode to find out what happened. And it comes from the idea of somebody hanging over a cliff, perhaps by their fingernails. And you don't know whether they're going to survive or fall. So that word cliffhanger is used in a general sense to mean an ending which is uncertain and which then encourages you to watch the next part. And finally, Holly talked about escapism in terms of dramas on television. So for something to be escapism means it will take you away from, distract you from your own life in order to actually be entertained by something happening in another reality. So 
during the soaps, you get involved with the characters and what's going on in their story. And that takes you away to some extent from what might be going on in your own life. I hope that's been helpful. Uh, that's it for this week. If you want to find out more about the charity that produces this podcast and how you can support us or make contact us, then stay listening for details of our website and email. Otherwise, we'll be back again with a new episode very soon. Goodbye and take care of yourselves. You can get the transcript for this episode and all others through our website www.staugustinescentrehalifax.org.uk That's also where you can find out how to support our work, including making a donation. You can contact us by email. We have a specific email address for this podcast, which is English for Life in the UK at gmail.com. And there is also a general email address for the centre info at St. Augustine's Centre Halifax.org.uk. I'll spell out all of those. So the website, S-T-A-U-G-U-S-T-I-N-E-S-C-E-N-T-R-E-H-A-L-I-F-A-X dot org, that's O-R-G, Dot UK. The email English for spelt F O R Life in the UK and the general email info at is I N F O at and then the same as the website address. Thank you and be back with you again soon.